When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host on this occasion, Craig Fowler, and I am joined to talk about the Scottish Cup fourth round weekend by Ewan Taylor. Hello, Craig. And Tony Anderson. Hello, Craig. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. We were supposed to be meeting in person at Tony's house, but Ewan, you fucked us. Tell the people how you fucked us. Sorry, I, I took my car key to work accidentally. And that's in, in, in chain a, a series of events which were unpleasant uh, and we've had to record it remotely. So sorry about that. I, I feel especially bad for you, Craig, because I've, uh, I've stopped you from sort of rubbing Tony's face in it in person uh, for yesterday's results. So apologies for that. Um, I was going to say, you, but, st- you must have stopped me for leaving the house, but that's not necessarily true. I could have, could have went on my own accord at any point uh, the yes. day up until now, up until half Good seven point. at night. When, when, you first, yeah. when you first messaged saying, I've taught my car keys to work, and you didn't say anything for a, for a wee while after. I was like, so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony, are you, are you were the same uh, as me then. I was like, I, felt, I really felt like going, and? like, dot, 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 okay? <laughs> <laughs> good good for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took my car key to work without the car. That was the point. And uh, the, the car needed uh, the car key to, to operate and to ferry kids around. So that was, that was the reason. Uh, and I do it pretty much every couple of months, I would say. Just on a sort of rolling basis, it really annoys everybody <laughs> in my life. So yeah, that's that's uh, I've got out of the way well, for I a mean, couple of months. I think a few weeks ago, uh, I had to cancel a podcast because I just locked myself in my house. You can't come because no one can get in. I'm 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 actually stranded. And ended up uh, I was going to get a taxi to Mandy's work, but once we decided we moved to the podcast the next day, I just walked. It took a nice wee walk all the way to, to Cannon Mills, but. Uh, we all uh, we all make mistakes. We do. And there's been we plenty do. of people making mistakes at Easter Road yesterday as well, Phil, wasn't it? That, that would have been a very good link, but I forgot to tell everybody that if you're tuning in hoping to hear all about 
how Aberdeen are the big losers of the weekend, losing to Darville, which uh, we just, which, which if anybody's listening, having watched the game and is very confused, I was, it's like I say, it's half seven. The game wasn't kicked off yet. I'm just, I'm just projecting. So if if that happens and you're thinking right, okay, winners and losers, Aberdeen have got to be the biggest loser, or or perhaps the biggest winners, maybe they win thirty now. Who knows? Then I, I, I know they don't. Yes, <laughs> then unfortunately that game is not taking place yet, and my DeLorean isn't working. So that's uh, in fact, Ewan's got the keys for it. That's that's <laughs> it. ten goals from Mayovsky, Lazio bound Mayovsky. My <laughs> word, when I saw that, that's that that is just not true. There's no way he can play in Syria. No. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that game, but we will talk about every other game that took place in the Scottish Cup. Of course, there were four postponements, which will be played at a later date. Mm. Although we could say that Linlithgow Rose were a loser because they are likely to lose out on a bit of money from having a sold-out hospitality for a weekend game that myself and Newton were actually going to be a part of, along with Craig Cairns, and then moving the game to Tuesday night where there's going to be a lot less people wanting hospitality, let's face it, including me, mm. You and Graham and Craig Cairns. Yes. So yes. There, there was that. But of I, really felt, I really felt for them, eh? Uh, I mean, because it's just, it's like, it's like biggest, biggest day of the year stuff, you know? And, 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 and this is how you, that's mm. how you win fans. It's how you get the, the kids along to the game in Linlithgow. That is like the start of a journey and you get a full crowd and that's how you get people hooked. And obviously yeah. you get sort of guys like yourself and you and wanting to go around and sample the hospitality. It's good. You think, oh, I might go and do that again, you know, like or like for us, maybe go and do a tennis one there or something like that. But there's all these sort of different permutations yeah. for a club when they get these draws and to have it taken away for you, I, I, I did feel for them. I know. I'd have to say that the club have been excellent uh, in terms of like communicating. Like they sort of told, told us quite early on in the week that it's unlikely the game was going to go ahead because you know, the pitch was frozen and the weather forecast and so on. And uh, they've actually been really good in terms of, you know, I've, I've got a ticket for the game tomorrow. I think Sean's going as well. Um, so, but just a just a regular ticket, but they've been pretty good the whole way through. So, uh, I've been being quite impressed. And hopefully, mother will come. We can say that one hour is yourself, Ewan, because you got a free pint just out. Of I did, knowing yes. my existence. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're allowed to plug that pub because it's not uh, it's not one of our, uh, our <laughs> yeah, sponsors. Well, <laughs> we haven't we haven't heard the back for Green King about them sponsoring us again. So go ahead and plug. Yeah, well, it was uh, the the footballer cricketers arms the uh, the uh, the management there um, took a shine to Craig or recognised Craig from his uh, TV appearances, and we all got a free round of, of uh, pints for it. So there you that go. Was, that was very pleasant. Um, and yeah, also so. losers in the, in the same pub could be the group of boys who were sitting opposite us who were let down for twelve hundred quid for for all of them together by Ross County feeling to beat Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they actually shouted I, over at me at one point, saying, "We can cash out for two fifty, or do we let it ride for the twelve hundred? I was just like immediately, like that is far too much pressure to put on me. I am not answering that <laughs> no. question. Can't have that. I'm sorry. No, uh, no. Does so yeah. Green King ever be back in touch after the fucking write up we gave them? My word. Well, after Sean and Rob treated it like the the mangrate. <laughs> It was, I mean, it was on non-stop going all the way through. They got an entire episode. Never aye, mind it. I bet, like, they, they, they constantly, the native pricks constantly made reference to a different fucking product. That's not Green King. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Green King. Green. <laughs> if anything, they could have taken that run with it, but they didn't. So, they're lost, I would say. 
I don't think I've actually mentioned it that we're doing winners and losers on this podcast, so we're not going yeah. through all 11 games, but we will look to touch on them all. If we don't get to them all in this podcast, we will then get to the remaining few on the Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast if you want to listen to that, and it'll be on our £2 a month tier. But let's get to the big match at the weekend, the tie of the round, the old Premiership Clash, one of only two, I believe, that, that took place. And that was Hibs against Hearts Easter Road. Hearts running out 3-0 winners in the end, but it wasn't all plain sailing for the Jambos, who, similar to the game at Tynecastle recently, had to work a lot harder than a lot of Hearts fans maybe would have liked. Maybe some would have even expected. But ultimately, they get the victory, and it's another miserable day for Hibs. And we should probably start with that, as Hibs is the big losers. Tony? Um, I don't, I don't know if I would say that Hearts did have to work hard for it. I mean, they just they, they didn't really have to do anything, to, and they still run out Thino winners, which is pretty galling from for for everyone at Easter Road. But um, it was this is yeah. I want to be careful here because I think it's easy, and I enjoy sticking the boot into Lee Johnson, um, and that's <laughs> something I like to do. That's a pastime I have, but. Um, I, I don't think he can maybe take the blame yesterday. I don't think Hibs were tactically poor. I don't think uh, I was against the lineup at all, really. I, I obviously he made he put Stevenson into midfield, and that was kind of forced due to like sort of injuries for a lot of the midfield. And I was pleased that Porteous was playing at the back personally uh, alongside Rocky, um, and and obviously in outside both boxes. Hibs were probably the better team uh, for 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 the majority of the game, but in the in the crux moments, but and because the team's so low on confidence, and that's that lies at Johnson's door. Don't get me wrong. Overall, that his his work is is led up to this this problem of is that the second any sort of issues are coming there, like Hibs just completely folded uh, against Hearts again. Um, they brought in Jimmy Jago. Uh, uh, Jagau, so as uh, so, I mean, he's already an Australian nickname. He's all yeah. born with an Australian nickname. He's um, basically that that Foster's advert for years ago, but it was Craig. It's Jimmy Jagau. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw someone on Twitter saying when he signed that uh, that's like what you would say if the police caught you doing something. You just had to make up a name quickly. Uh, Jimmy uh, uh, Jago. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and also, and also, make up our occupation, and that being a footballer. Yeah, <laughs> the shades of Gary O'Connor there. Uh, <laughs> and a bit, but Jimmy, the, the game absolutely zoomed past him. It was mm. far too fast. And I, 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 like, don't get me wrong, I've got my gut instinct from watching him. I think he's shit, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's obviously fair. And I, and I accept that over ninety minutes, you shouldn't judge a player. Blah 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 blah. But at the same time, but it's. It shows you where Hibs are, that they're having to parachute a guy in for like possibly the, a game to keep the season alive, to get the fans back on side. They're having to parachute someone in on a Friday to to play in centre midfield. Uh, and obviously because yeah. we've, like the transfer window, yes, we've managed to get rid of players, but we've not managed, the, the squad is, the squad's weaker than what it was because we've not added anyone. So even if you don't think these players that we had are any good, they still were numbers in the squad, and now we and then we're running. We have to parachute someone in and just top to bottom at Easter Road. Everything's going 
terribly wrong off the pitch, on the pitch. And I'm surprised Johnson, they, they haven't given Johnson the bullet simply because to, to sort of maybe get the... To make because otherwise it's really going to the board now. I mean, Ron Gordon's taking a lot of stick now. Mm-hmm. The board's taking a lot of stick. All the setup that's that seems to be the big thing. And, and Johnson's probably getting a lot less stick than you would imagine. A manager who's got bad to back Fino defeats against Hearts and has won two in his last eleven or twelve or or, or whatever it is at the moment. Yeah, um, and he's a thoroughly people, unlikable man. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he's, yeah, thoroughly unlikable. And that's that's obviously my biggest issue with with Lee yeah. Johnson personally. Um, so, uh, as I say, I, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't put it at Lee Johnson's door yesterday. Well, no, I mean, as I said, it's ten years built up to this. But I think specifically yesterday, I wouldn't be saying that was Johnson's fault. And I just think they're um, mm. just a soft underbelly of the players that couldn't deal with when when things went against them. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. Well, something I was going to bring up, uh, and you can do this. This is both. This could be a winner and a loser. So the winner would be the Hearts recruitment department or recruitment team or, or whatever you want to call it, and the loser would be the Hibs version of that. Yeah. Because mm. if you you look at the kind of difference between the sides, first of all, they're both both massive squads. Both got loads of players, but Hearts have got, and both teams. Yeah, fair enough. Hibs have got their injury issues as well, but obviously so have Hearts. Hearts have got. Four players on, on severe long term injuries, and another couple of players missed as well, including Peter Harren, who for many games against Hibs was was always quite a good stopper and somebody that could help control games in the middle of the park, which is something that Hearts actually I think lacked a bit in, in this contest. But if you just kind of look at the strength, like you, you saw the Tony pointed this out before the game, just looking at the Hibs team and looking at the Hearts team, and then looking at the benches and thinking, My word. what what, yeah. what do we do if we have Some to difference. change it? Hearts made Hearts made five changes, with probably the exception of Alan Forrest, who was just really coming on as another body after Michael Smith's race had been run. I think the other four had real kind of big positive impacts. Stephen Humphreys provided a much needed presence up top. He also had two assists for the last two goals. Stephen Kingsley managed to do what Alex Cochran couldn't, and that was keep Ellie Yuhan a bit quiet. Yeah, because Cochrane Cock really struggled against you, and I think you mm. had them on toast, especially yeah. at the start of the of the second half. Yeah, yeah, and, and Cochrane had also been booked as well, so it really uh-huh. became a bit of a precarious situation for us. Kingsley came on, and with the exception of Johan hitting the post, which kind of came out of nowhere, Johan really didn't do much for the rest of the game after Kingsley came on. And there was also the substitution of George Grant for the very ineffective Barry Mackay, and that gave Hearts a bit more of a foothold in the middle of the pitch as well, and there wasn't quite as much Hibs pressure after that. And Nathaniel Atkinson, who has barely been seen recently, 
and hasn't been playing pretty well. But he came on and had a decent outing as well. So Harps got better with their substitutions. Hibbs, on the other hand, could only bring on Harry McCurdy, or at least <laughs> that was the only player that Johnson felt trustworthy enough to bring on. And considering Harry McCurdy's career to Hibbs so far, that tells you a lot. I'm pretty much done with Hibbs for this season, I think. Uh, I bought, I've, I've got hospitality tickets for Saturday and I asked, I've just asked for my money back earlier. <laughs> Uh, but no, but, but nobody's answering the phones or answering emails. It seems uh, Hibs for today. Uh, so uh, my mate was my mate was emailing nice. them. So well, we'll see what happens. I doubt they. I think my mate's wife works for Hearts and she does uh, the events there. And she was saying, I think they'll, they'll they'll maybe move the game for you. So I might just be like, can I have that next season? Can I when we play Aberdeen next season? Can I go then? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I don't want, really want to go and it's like uh, you want to go and like when there's a bit of buzz and you're doing the hospitality but I'll just be probably start taking things out on some small child who's serving me which is rude and I don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just I don't I don't know where to turn it and as I said hearts were hearts were poor I would, I would go as far as saying mm-hmm. and, and they won 3-0 and obviously Civic with a, with a great goal at, at, at the end but um so I he's a big winner as well. Yeah, he, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was the best. He was certainly Hart's best player in the day. Maybe even the best player in the park in, in general. And then he, he finishes it off with having nearly scored an outrageous goal. He then finishes it off with perhaps even a more outrageous one by dinking it over the goalkeeper for yeah. his first goal in I think it was four years. Red. <laughs> he did say himself. I noticed, but I mean, I was going to say anyway that he, he really scores that goal because of how bad his touch is. Uh, and yeah. I saw that he said that, but that's obviously because it drew Marshall out a wee bit. Um, because it, it turned out to be one of those touches that's sort of perfect, but he didn't mean to hit it that far in front of himself. Um, but uh, but yeah, that worked. Uh, worked out and even and, and and of course, uh, despite even despite everything, obviously Hearts get as always just the massive spawny jammy bit of luck when Devlin fibbles in the build up, and the only reason it can't be checked is because Rocky Bashuri heads it wide. So even then, we can't even get used VAR because of a header. Because of a header. Uh, and it would have absolutely got chopped off, obviously, because it's the cleanest film you'll ever fucking see. Uh, and then, oh, it can't be checked. Oh, well, brilliant. What's the fucking point in it? <laughs> Because yeah. of a fucking yeah. header, you can't check it. What a <laughs> nonsense! Bar has had to be explained to Tony this afternoon in the group chat. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, that is. It, it, I mean, that's that's the thing with uh, with Bar. There's loads of things it doesn't check. Um, you know, like if you if you get a free kick by diving and then score the free kick, that doesn't get checked or things like that. So it's a bit. Um, but daft. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that I would support that you. One, and that was it was a foul. But um, but what a, what a goal from Tryland! What a goal! Yeah, yeah, um, terrific goal. And yeah. uh, they could also another loser. Well, the, the Hibs defence, the state of the Hibs defence in general, because it's been neglected for seven years. I was that? talking about this earlier. It's just not. It's barely been touched for seven years. Like there was, Darren McGregor was still playing last season, and he's been on the bench this season. And then obviously Hanlon is just like they're just neglected. We signed about sixteen players. What? What? Make one of them a set and a half. Like, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because what, what, well, what actually is going to happen there? Because Porteous presumably away uh, this week, you would think. Bashiri, that looked pretty serious injury. I don't know. I don't think it's been announced yet. What he has oxygen in his leg was yeah. strapped, so it doesn't look good. Didn't look great. Paul Hanlon's Paul Hanlon, mm. and Will Fish. Fish. So, what's the plan there? I think I, I, I think there's a lot of chat about that guy for something one that Hibbs and Aberdeen are after. Oh, Bailey, uh, right? And I, th- I think Hibbs will have to sort of make that happen now. 
regardless. Um, to to get him in, and maybe I saw we were linked to another guy, huge guy. I think he had like Aslan tattooed on his stomach from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> Um, I saw. I just saw that. And apparently, we've been linked to him. He likes a goal that defender. I forget his name, but I think we will be in the market. But there's also who knows what to do. They might just sell Kevin Isbitt tomorrow. I mean, that could that could happen in in the next week. So um, I am getting to the stage right off territory for this season, and just. Uh, mm. uh, but unfortunately, I get forced to watch it all because I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Uh, you can still finish top set, but that's the thing. Like Nick, I mean. Obviously, so it depends on the, the Aberdeen game which is uh, about to kick off, but or had just has. Um, but the uh, I mean, that could be a real like bout to knock the other guy out on on Saturday. Um, you know, if, uh, you would think even even you know, obviously even if Aberdeen get a decent result tonight, um, you would think both managers are in such a precarious position that if, yeah. if one loses that, then El Sacco them away. Yeah, I, but, I was uh, going to say. This is what I want, but it's not actually what I want. What I want is both of them to continue in their current jobs for, well, forever, really. But <laughs> a, a, a bonus second prize would be if the game is so bad and it's like the worst nil nil ever, all, every, fans of both, both get absolutely raging and then both get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very funny. At full time. <laughs> Cormac, you That's see it. Cormac and Ron Gordon chatting up in, the, up in the stands and just you see them nodding their heads, shaking hands. And then just little text out of the to get out. <laughs> the, the, the lights go down and you just hear, here comes the money! Money, money, money! <laughs> and then they two just walk out in the field and just announce together. We're making a change. Pretty scunnered with the old with the old Hibernian FC. It's safe to say. Mm. And uh, very quickly, winner Robin Olsen for finally winning a game at Easter Road and loser Ryan Porteous oh. for losing probably his last game for Hibs and not winning an Edinburgh Derby. Does yeah. it count for Robbie Nielsen though is the only thing I would say because he did have a touchline ban. Mm. So I would so say... He was just in the stand. He was, mm. I think he was, if, if you say that... When, his influence. If you say Porteous has never won a Derby because <laughs> the games that we've won well, he's, uh, he wasn't playing, <laughs> then surely that <laughs> Robbie Nielsen one has yeah. to be the same. I, same th- I think so, Tony. I think so. Uh, so. I'm glad we've solved that. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that Robbie Nielsen had more of an influence on this game than Ryan Porteous did to these various times sitting on the bench, but <laughs> I digress. Let's move on. Mm. You, Ewan, me and Tori threw quite a few winners and losers there from the first match we've talked about. Who is your first winner or loser? Uh, I thought when I could be aviation enthusiasts that are keen to witness pigs flying because Callum Davidson played four at the back mm. in a game for the first time Ever? Uh, actually, that, that was why I looked on Wisecout. I wanted to find out the last time. Oh, so yeah. they played with a back four in the second half of the Livingston game. So that was why he kind of stuck for it for this one. But it's the first time that he's played with a back four since the first game of the season against Hibs from the start. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's been, it's uh, <laughs> the has been crying out for that. Not entirely sure they have the personnel to do it right enough. Um, but they, they probably gave a better account of themselves than than, uh, than they have. I don't have the personnel to do it because you make your entire life around having three defenders yes. at the back of your team, then it's going to be an issue. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and one of them is still, uh, still Gordon. Name Gordon. <laughs> so that's a problem. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I mean, it wasn't the best game uh, all round. I think St. Johnson did, did fine. Rangers just did enough and it's basically the followed the pattern of every Rangers game almost since since Michael Beale's come back and that it's just been Rangers have 
done enough and it feels like they're in a holding pattern waiting for uh, new players to come in that might change things up a wee bit. So um, results have improved under Bale. So hmm. what's the what's the key difference? What's Because Rangers still look quite kind of weak for what we know that Rangers can be when they're at their best. But what's the... What's stodgy. The, what's the improvement that's at least led to the upturn in results? I, I, th- I think that the, probably the main change has been... A plain fashion Sakala, to be honest, uh, and it's not just that he, he had, um, and himself is playing well, um, but it's probably just having an extra guy that can do things on the park. That that was what we we didn't really have under Van Bronckhorst. Like Sakala probably would been. Do you think his enthusiasm rubs off on other players, Ewan? Yeah, no, I think I think it does, but it, it's also just the fact you know he can score goals or he can create them or he can create a bit of chaos. Whereas before you'd have had probably Tillman playing where he's playing and then just another midfielder playing where, where Tillman was and uh, has been playing and you're just a wee bit less creative and slightly less likely to, to do something. So it, it, it's not been great and you know there are definitely parallels to when Van Bronckhorst came in and had a very good run of, of games um, you know, in, terms of, in terms of results, but the performances were really bad uh, in that run yet. Yeah, the results were good. I mean, this time I think the performances haven't been quite as bad as that, but not not far off. But it's just, yeah, it's probably just having a, a guy that can get you numbers a wee bit. You're know, playing uh, just an extra think- one of those make, makes a big difference. Right, yeah, Ryan, that's, that's Ryan Jack's returned to the team in form. I think it's had that yeah, bit of an impact yeah. on Rangers when when he's when he's been at his best. And I think you're right because it looks like Beale. He's went for sort of his guys. Jack was a, a disciple of Gerard mm. and Beale. He was a very popular yeah, yeah. player then, uh, and obviously Sakala was someone they brought in before mm. Van Bronckhorst was there. So it's like he's went back to his tried and trusted, which makes sense. Well, he can't get any of his own players in, and um, and guys who know how he wants to work and how to play. Um, but mm. uh, aye, I mean, what the, Todd Canwell signed today, didn't he? That's that's the yeah, news, isn't it? So the, yeah, so that's, that's the start of it. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up playing. Um, probably, but hopefully in the sort of midfield three rather than the front three, um, because I don't think again you're, he's a better footballer than I think. I hope he's a better footballer than Sagala, but Sagala, you, you would want to take him out of the team because. Cantwell's Cantwell could end up being the sort of Ryan Kent replacement, depending on what happens there. But um, you know, he's not going to score loads and loads of goals. I don't think he's probably more a bit more of a creative player. But Rangers really need a you somebody that actually puts the ball in the net. Um, Someone who's going to put some numbers. Yeah, surprisingly, Borna Barisic did in this game hit a ball that was moving uh, quite competently, <laughs> which I was I was shocked by. But it was kind of spinning weirdly. So some finish. Take the bad. So yeah, absolute cracker. Um, you and I was going to ask you because. The first goal in two years, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's not. It's not the last goal he scored, but we do know that Bonabaratsic's Rangers career was pretty much launched by a particular goal that he scored. That was a free mm. kick against the Mirren. Any yes. chance we get the old Borna back after this uh, one? I don't think so. I don't. I think he's too far gone. Um, I think he's just too flawed a, a footballer, to be honest. To and he was getting older. I can't see. It. I mean, I, I, I'm desperate for for um, Ruud Van Nielmas to get in the team uh, as and when he's fit. So that, and I think that is what's going to happen. But you know, Barisic is a confidence player, which is not great for a defender. But but he is. So you know, you might you might um, you know, have a wee, wee upturn in, in form. And he did start the season. You have know, Cobell for him. But but no, I, I, I don't think I, I think he's he's too far gone. I would expect him to sort of follow the team as the season goes on, and then probably leave in the summer. I think he's only got a year left. So um, yeah, he's got the personality him. of a winger. 
Uh, he does, yeah, yeah, and that's the problem because <laughs> he you know, just loses confidence and then forgets that people can go past him at the back post, um, which is very, very <laughs> annoying. Other players move, yeah, exceptionally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, annoying. He does that, um, so that no, I, I think I think his career's in the way out, but it was uh, it was awfully um, lovely goal. We sort of just crossed it into the uh, mm. into the corner. It was beautiful, but um, but no, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was uh, it's by no means a, a vintage Rangers performance, but. But uh, but yeah, just did enough as, as Rangers have sort of been doing pretty much in every game since people came back. I felt um, I think Dan Phillips had another another good game for St Johnston mm. as a winner. Um, felt vindicated because I was saying last week on the on the pod that I think him and McLennan just have to play for for St Johnston. You just see the both of them what they yeah, what they, they bring run. to that team. Yeah, mm. yeah, and obviously and Phillips is available, so they they, they can they can actually pass the ball and keep it. Mm-hmm. For, Rather than just knocking it up the line, uh, but still somehow somehow Nicky Clark's never sub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I, mean, I don't know how that happened. I'm just know, back, why are you on the bench uh, now? You go into like a back uh, your back four, so you can sort of play four four two, and then they play Halberg. It's like off Stevie May. It's like what are you doing? Just play, <laughs> just play Stevie May. And like uh, especially because in the the game, um, what was that November, early November, when when we Rangers lost this in Johnson and Stevie May and Nicky Clark were tremendous in that game, both of them. Yeah. And just just do just do that. Like <laughs> surely it's like, you've, done it. just, you've done it before. Yeah. It's like, wild as well what? that they're they're trying to spend money to sign Jordan White. Uh, yeah, and you, uh, obviously you don't want to use him because like, he loves. He's never not going to play Stevie May, so he'll just come yeah. and sit on the bench. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah like he's a confusing man, Cam Davidson. He's the one I do not know what's going on up there. I can, I can never work him out week to week. I can't work out his transfer strategy. I can't work out if he's a good manager. I, I, I just, I you just sit there confused with uh, yes. with with Cam Davidson at all, at all times. Yeah, he's uh, baffling, and he's won two cups somehow. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. But uh, but no, yeah, I think that that would be one of the weirdest transfers to ever happen. Uh, Six for Jordan White. Why? 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 I suspected what happened, but uh, but yeah, that's just baffling. Especially if he's now going to be playing a four three three, so you're only going to use one striker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It will happen. It will happen. Right, okay, it's my turn to get us started with a winner or loser, and I've got two here for the same game. Now, which one? Yeah, actually, I'll go for the more fun one. I'll go for the negative one, because that's me all over. Right, let's go for Chris Hamilton as a loser for this past weekend, the Dunfermline vice-captain, former Hearts player. He had the chance to put his side into the next round. Well, well, ultimately, would have been to put his side in the next round. But he managed to miss the target from about yards out. That was a really bad one. That was a really, really bad one. Because mm. they played really yeah, it well. Like, yeah, it like, yeah, it looked like the Fremont played really well in the game, uh, which they, you're presumably pretty happy with. But, but yeah, that, that was an absolute setter. Because like with, with Dunfermline, it's not... I mean, McPake's done done, done pretty well, but a lot of the, the time their, their performances take a lot of... Take a bit of heat, like uh, like they, 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 I always see when I read up about or I see what Craig Cairns is writing, and it's always that the that the fans aren't always overly enamoured in the style or the performance, and the and he's been getting a lot of results, but then um, this game, like it looked like they were being a team above them in a division, and they were probably the better team, and, and they could have, but then yeah, it cost it with a with a massive miss at the end there. I'm not too sure if it's still the case now, but when I talked to Craig Cairns about Dunfermline, and that would have been, what, two or three weeks ago, 
they were the like lowest scorers in League One in the top. I think it was top eight or top. It was top eight. Wow, and so that's then, basically the whole league nearly. But Kelly, <laughs> are now up into. Oh, sorry, it was top seven, and then Kelly are now in. Since then, Kelly are up into seventh, <clears> and then they scored one more goal in Montrose and six. <laughs> but they're still the sco- lowest scorers in the top five in Scotland's League One, and by some distance as well, because they've got thirty-two, and the next lowest scorers in the top five are Alwa with thirty-nine. He was quite. Yeah. <clears throat> I know he was a defender. Okay, oh, I can kind of see why in this one with Chris Hamilton and Craig Whiten missing really big chances. Yeah, yeah. But oh. James McPaik, I find it weird that he'd be like a, maybe a defensive manager, defence. I know he was a centre half, but he was a kamikaze centre half. He, like, he, he, he really was. He, he, like, he, 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 like, he played uh, with his heart on his sleeve. Like he was bad. So I would always think that I would picture him, his teams to maybe be more like a Neil Lennon team. Or, or, or something like that, you know, quite bombastic and and, and aggressive, um, so rather than like stodgy and, and and really hard to beat. But that just that would just be going by purely by personality there. I should give some credit to Jamie Stend in the park for some goal. He was I was maybe going to go him as the winner to kick us off for this one because Whiten should probably do better. Because he shot his fairly down the middle, but Sneddon still does excellently to... Unbelievable reactions. Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a terrific reflex save, and the penalty save as well is, is also very impressive. Some really big penalty saves this week, um, obviously because when we're the winner, I might as well just take over here actually for a winner for, for Trevor Carson at, uh, mm. at St Mirren. I mean, it looked like... I, I, I was actually looking up Trevor Carson's age before... We got on here, uh, and and I didn't realise he was thirty four, because it feels like he's getting a lot better. I feel like he's improved dramatically this season. It's the hair. <laughs> he's got something. <laughs> Makes him look better. Um, it's probably again. I mean, he's, he's probably has he had like a real like run of games. You know, yeah, since yeah, his just... illness, the thing he had. I mean, no, not play... really, not really. Yeah. He seemed he seemed to have kind of fit into to backup roles, but he's mm-hmm. another kind of one of those. He's, he's he's one of many that we've kind of said this season where you're looking at Dundee United and going, why why not just him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did you sign yes. the guys you signed? Like, because they're not any good, and you could have had you know, probably could have had Sander Clark. You could have you could have just kept Trevor Carson. Why have you Why have you done what you've done? Yeah, because because Trevor Carson, I would I would argue this season has probably been one of the better goalies in the league. Is that maybe taking it too no, far? No, I, I, no, I'm saying I definitely agree with that. He's like because he, he, I, he, I can barely think of a mistake he's made, and he's always you'd think of him maybe it's quite like kind of like a bland goalkeeper, but he's made some big saves this season as well, like mm-hmm. match match winning saves, and they and obviously Smith don't concede tons of goals, and they're and they're hardly got like an incredible. Um, sort of defensive team like that, so he's, he's, I've been really impressed with him, and uh, he's getting maybe he's doing the Craig Gordon thing where he's just going to be when he gets so he gets even better when he gets to like 36, 37, who knows? But um, that was a huge win for Simmering. They, they, they looked like they, I watched a bit of that game. I managed to catch some of it, and uh, Dundee were Dundee looked the better team for me, and uh, Carson made a brilliant save. I can't remember who it was. It was a brilliant volley, um, a guy doing a scissor kick volley. Uh, and I can't remember who it was now. Um, and Carson got down. It was an unbelievably good save reaction and, and tipped it tipped it over the post. So um, I would say, and then the, the save he made for one of the penalties, with penalty was pretty good, I would say. It was pretty near mm-hmm. the corner. It was hit with a bit of pace. And it's like, 
are, are really astounding sort of penalty saves. So he's been a he's been a massive for for St. Mirren this season. Got a couple of notes for a couple of Dundee players. The the set halves both played well in this one. That was Ryan Sweeney and Lee Ashcroft. But most praise was deserved for Lyle Cameron coming off the bench. Uh, Dundee fans were particularly pleased with how he managed to, to show some not not only show some good energy coming off the bench, but actually showed some quality for a twenty year old, which is always going to make you happy for somebody who's a midfielder. He linked play really well and managed to get himself in the box and had a couple of chances as well. So he was somebody that really caught the eye. Right, shall we move on to the next match? And that will be Ewan. Who have you got? What's what's your next winner or loser? Well, I was staying on the topic of penalty saves. I suppose Ryan Fulton uh, had another uh, excellent penalty save in, in Hamilton's win. Is a surprise? Maybe the biggest shock of the round, I would say. Uh, Hamilton knocking out uh, Ross County. Um, I mean, that is... Obviously, the the always the biggest loser is is Malky McKay, um, as ever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's you know I'm sure we'll go on to talk about Motherwell, but those are two games of of those two games. I thought you know those are obviously the the, the two teams in the in the Premiership that are struggling the most at Motherwell and around Ross County. And I thought if you look at those two ties, I thought well Hamilton just I don't have enough about them. To, to knock out a Premiership team, but our both maybe you know at Gayfield maybe they would, and it obviously went the opposite way. Gayfield, the coldest place in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just think another one not going to play that. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know Hamilton is like it's the definition of like not a tough place to go really. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's like just just there's never a good atmosphere at Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the like, teams ever going to be scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's on plastic, but it's like well that also actually just means that it's not easily it's not that hard to play on. So, so yeah, I just um, I, 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 I didn't really see that as too much I've been asking for for Ross County, but they they managed to slip on it regardless. Um, they obviously had their chances, but it didn't look like they played that well, to be honest. No, they're, and, they're just uh, all, all possession and no cutting edge, really. Again, because even yeah. the chances, like there was only a, what, a couple that were like and. It wasn't like they missed many sitters, and to be doing yeah. that against an Aki side that got their first victory in God knows how long last week is just yeah. It is. You see, a loser, Roy McGregor. You've been known throughout your time at County for being trigger happy with managers. But you got the money, you can pay them off. It's fine. Why are you not doing it with Malky McKay? There's, there's quite. A, I was going to ask this. We've got to this stage because it's always sounding like Malky McKay's. Um, it's got that 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 vibe of almost doing County a favour, you know that type mm. of vibe. I mean, Neil Lennon had a bit of hips for for periods. Um, your team down south, Fowler, you get that with Antonio Conte at Spurs. It's almost like the man, and, and I kind of get that vibe with with Malky McKay in County, and it would, he's always been thought of as his next move is going to be up the way, and he'd be poached rather than than sat. But get to the stage now where it's like, well, he's. He's had to rebuild that team and he's not done it well. Um, and they, they look like in real, real relegation trouble. And where, where, does, where does Malcolm McKay go for there? Because nobody, even though I think a lot of people have moved on from um, sort of what, 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 the unpleasantness uh, that happened previously, but as a, nobody, people don't like, don't really want to have Malky McKay as a manager. I think it's a push. I don't think it would always be one of those he moves and it would be unpopular with a section mm. of the support. And if he's not doing very well somewhere, then the, the, the chairman's not going to like risk that, you know, like making the fans unhappy. 
when he's not really when they will think well it's not really worth it. He got Ross County yeah. relegated. Um, <laughs> so, and then Malky McKay's sort of just like hanging around. Nobody wants Malky McKay just to hang around, do they? No, no. That's how the next director <laughs> of football you're speaking about there, though, Tony. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would, I would, I would, um, I, 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 I certainly wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if something happened. And then, yeah. and then I would, and then you would hear me defending uh, every message that he sent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting a tattoo of a snake on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, <clears throat> and a few minutes sneak. Um, it's just banter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's he, he's. Must be getting yeah. tattooed. Richard Keith's face. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need quite a big space for that to be. Uh, yeah. He's like the, 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 he's mo- he, the older he gets, he looks more and more like Hasbula. Um, <laughs> Richard Keith. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. The, the, yeah. the, uh, the, I know we shouldn't talk about other podcasts, but the football cliches, the, the keys in the keys in Grey Corner on that is just always absolute gold dust. Just uh, what a duel they are! What a duel! They're indeed. incredible. You could probably get a punditry gig over and be in sports, Malky. If, uh, but it, it does feel it does feel a bit like he. You know, I think maybe he thought last season should have been enough to get him a better job, and it hasn't happened. And he's like just hanging about. And and uh, and Ross County as a as a club just seemed to have forgotten how to win games completely, and you know they didn't even really remember the the, uh, the, you know, the Motherwell game recently. They didn't even really like, try to win that. And well, uh, you you I would also say the Hamilton are a club that seemed well, to have yeah. forgotten how to, how to win games because they, they win a game, and it was actually weird. I thought at the end when Andy Ryan scored the divisive penalty, and the Hamilton team celebrated like. They'd won a penalty shootout in the League Cup group stages. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought there was a really few. Really, look like they just knocked off a top flight team who were on the way to the yeah, next round of the cup. What I thought I, I thought that was a few of the penalty shootouts actually. That there were like, like muted the, celebrations. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because obviously we've just been watching the World Cup, and you know, and and everyone goes bananas, every, you know, when there's a, a penalty shootout in that. But yeah, I thought there was a few muted uh, non-celebration celebration penalty um, <laughs> shootout. But it's like that's you know you should be going a bit more for it than that. I would say, but but yeah, that was um, and Andy Ryan now is apparently off yeah, to Larn, and that's what and that's what I was going to say. And yeah. in order to win football games, you need to score goals. So get rid of your best striker. It's quite something. So I'm just going to read some of the just off just off. They just beat Morton, then they knock out of the cup, and then do that. It just seems like wow. There there was some great shoots. Of recovery and John Rankin and maybe they're maybe they're getting somewhere. Then that's just like turned the gun and shoved it in their mouth. So I'm just going to read out some of the replies from Hamilton fans to the tweet <laughs> from Aki saying he's been sold. Uh, I'm sorry, what? What the actual fuck? This is beyond stupid. The, this club are heading towards the gutter. I'm close to giving up. The exact point we have never needed goals more, and our best scorer gets punted to someone else. What kind of backward shit is this? <laughs> Been crying out for a striker. Now we chuck our best, or are supposedly bringing an inexperienced twenty-year, twenty-year-old. Fucking hell, this club! Oh man, I'd, I'm t- even because they done they, they sort of stayed in the league for so long. That 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 that's sort of like a good thing, and it was. But um, as I, as I've always threatened to do, me and Duncan McKay to create the definitive pound for pound worst team to support in Scotland, uh, and I think Aki's are starting to move into that territory. Along with Dundee and possibly Hibs, <laughs> <laughs> and finally from somebody who, who calls themselves Andy Ryan enthusiast, we watched him play for the last time and never knew. Fuck's sake! 
That's uh, why he, he played in the celebrate. He was the born. He kids his fucking off. He's not going to play in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know who else might not be playing in the next round this is obviously breaking news but have you have you seen the score by the way no what Darvel won Aberdeen no as it stands no way not Darvel yeah. mum I'm just like yeah. fucking hell I'm actually like I'm just oh, bloody yes. hell George and Kirkpatrick yep yep so hopefully that, that who do you uh, split uh, for remains, remains the same <laughs> who's this, but, who's uh, this regen <laughs> I've heard of him who do you used to play for Oh yeah, Alwa. Um, so Jim Goodwin does look a little bit like a White Walker, and he is looking like he's going to be oh, dead very indeed. soon. Oh well, so he might may not survive to Road, um, but uh, but no, that'd be, that'd be excellent if it, if it stays that way. Then we'll both be then we'll be looking for a fucking match at the same time as Aberdeen. <laughs> no, uh, totally we'll go for that. the same one. Uh, ah, exactly. Yeah, I will share him. Share him. <laughs> he does Petondre one week and, uh, and does Easter Road the next, like uh, an old fashioned 80s football fan. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Right. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to chuck out a loser here and I'm going to go for Effie Ambrose. Yeah. Because not only did he give away, did he, not only did he produce a Effie moment at his former ground and the club that he thanked for putting him on the map. I mean, I kind of thought that was like the pinnacle of his career, which is kind of a weird thing. Usually you thank a club for kind of like putting you on the map when you're then like, if he'd, if he'd started at Morton, if he'd started at Morton and then ended up at Celtic, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Morton put him on the map, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the other way around. Like, I don't know, I don't know how much sense that makes, but he but, was... Uh, mate, mate, he ended up at Easter Road playing in a fucking great team and that was the pinnacle of his career, thank you very much. Yeah, he had a good song about him as well. Ah. Uh, he, so he was at fault for the second goal, but this was after he was penalised for a incredibly harsh handball award, which gave Celtic yeah. lead. It was a decision that wasn't given by the official, but it was looked at by VR. Kevin Clancy was told to go over and have a look. Incredibly, at least two officials thought this was a penalty. Yeah. That's what makes it worse. worse. That's like, what makes it worse. Two individual men think that's a penalty. Because I don't even think you can say, I, I think... Harsh is the wrong. Oh yeah, word. oh yeah. I think, sorry, I, I should wrong. say. I should say just for the people at home, Celtic won five. No. Yeah, but I think I think it's just wrong. Like in, in, <laughs> in terms of the rules, like I don't think it's like it's not one of those. You because you know I, I'm sort of one of my hobby horses at the moment is that I think there are too many. There's just too many handball penalties, and and they need to have a look at it because actually sort of skewing football in a way that's not correct and you know it doesn't really have a bearing on you know, on how a game is played and, and, and it's sort of introduced sort of an element of chance which is like borderline unfair um but that even all you even with the current rules which i think are, are wrong that is not a penalty <laughs> it's not so because you're meant to take into consideration like how quickly um you know something uh, what sort of space you have for it to react to it and stuff and you can't even see it, it's behind them like how can he possibly uh, you know, react to that? And uh, it's just you. Know, I, I, I don't think it's a penalty um, in the rules whatsoever. And, and I how can't believe when it was even getting yeah. like a VAR exactly. check. Ah, yeah, like, yeah, I was just a complete, uh, complete nonsense um, for that to go to a VAR check. So uh, yeah, I think it's it's wrong. Um, I mean, the, the officials should be getting uh, penalised for that in some in some way because I, I can't I cannot 
believe that they would actually stand behind that now having seen it again but what did they be a walk of shame well it's just that I I don't something like that eh? shame 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 (laughs) everyone in the stadium gets to do it they have to do the old thing they get tomatoes chucked at them and they put their their hands and their head in the little thing and everyone kids get to chuck tomatoes at them at the next game of the week Yes, well, maybe, I mean... <laughs> yes, I, I accept that, yes. <laughs> yes, yes okay. no, I, I mean, uh, yeah, just, you know, and, and that is obviously that's the annoying thing with Farb is because you could, yeah, it's one of those where if that happened in real time, you'd be like, why is he giving that as a penalty? And you're like, oh, maybe he didn't see how, how it happened, he just saw it hit a hand, but when you've had the benefit of replays, what on earth are you looking for there? Uh, and, and seeing, it's, it's just a joke. I mean, would it have changed the outcome of this game? Absolutely not. Morin were playing well at but, the period, but though. Morin had, Morin had created well, that. They got him behind yeah. a couple of times. They created a pretty good chance before mm. that. And they were looking, and Celtic were like, I mean, I, I don't think Morton were going to win, but it did for them at that period. They, they were performing well, and they were actually getting into Celtic's box and causing them some discomfort. So it's just like, as you're saying, that, that ruins it. If we're going to have the chance thing, let's give it to the shit teams to, to make it fun for everyone to watch uh, rather than uh, these chants and it, and it ends up going for, for fucking Celtic. Even though there'll be Celtic fans tell you now that they were only given that dodge pellet in the cup against Morton to try and throw everyone <laughs> off the scent of the conspiracy theories from, <laughs> from uh, the, the SFA or the SPFL or whoever else they think. Yes, the... the we a few the, the, the protesting the group stand, the, the protesting <laughs> group stand up for Celtic, which I'm sure is just one pimply faced loser in his basement. <laughs> yes, but no, to, be, to be fair, like I, I mean, I, I, I didn't really see any Celtic fans. I didn't think were at it. Say it wasn't, but I mean, they, they all thought it was a joke as well. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's you know, it, it's just I think everybody can just sort of accept that that's not. Um, you shouldn't be a penalty. Isn't a penalty actually? And how on earth they gave us a penalty is just beyond me. Another another winner for that maybe Aaron Moy who got another couple of goals and yeah I had, so- I had him down because mm. I think thinking now that that, that Moy I think I, I I questioned the signing I just didn't see what it was really going to bring for Celtic. I thought it was like just kind of a stop gappy signing that they probably didn't really need, uh, but. I think he's done it quite well. Postacoglu is that he gave he gave him time to get to grips with it, and he didn't. And he just used them sparingly at the start, and and let him because I didn't think he was particularly fit. And he and he and he's got him there, and now he's not a stopgap at all. You're starting to think is Aaron Moy actually? Yeah, is he like in the starting eleven? If they would consider their, their their sort of best team, I would say he's very close to to probably being in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it's the, so, the World Cup's probably done him the world of good that because he played very well in the World Cup and mm-hmm. you know he's obviously you're probably Australia's main man um, considering the rest of the teams made up like Sabirn and, and Arts players wouldn't be that difficult. So yeah, I think he probably was Australia's best player and and I just wonder if you're being the sort of main man in a team that does well on the world stage that has to be good for your confidence and he's, he's come back and he's he's so, you know looked like almost like a kind well, of he's player. keeping Jimmy Jago out the, the Australia team so <laughs> yeah, it must be absolutely incredible it speaks for itself um, <laughs> so yeah I think I mean, the only if, if you wanted to put a negative slant on it which obviously I would love to um, is he, <laughs> him keeping Matt O'Reilly well, mental gymnastics is coming here <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, <laughs> him, him keeping Matt, you know, Matt O'Reilly is obviously a bit more of an asset for Celtic. So if you keep him out of the team, 
then you know, I, I just thought I, I was really impressed with O'Reilly obviously last season and, and, and most of this season and then thought he would be a guy that Celtic would, would uh, sell for money but if he drops out of the team then then maybe slightly less so but well, well yeah, it's obviously early days and he could he, he could well get back in the team and this might just be a wee purple patch of, for Moy but um but yeah that that would be one sort of one thing to, to look that, look at is how happy O'Reilly will be if he if he is out of the team for a uh, sort of sustained period. Right. Well we quickly throw out one final game before we move over to the Patreon and that'll give us four left to touch upon. So I would say the winner Winner for the end of this weekend, Chris Geddes, the Stirling University manager. He just looked the happiest man in the world. Uh, uh, just just to be there, just to be at Tar- to, to take his team to Paradise, to give a good account of themselves, to nearly end up goalless at the end of the first half. They were a minute away when Aziz Behic managed to turn and fire the ball into the roof of the net, which gave United the lead. But even in the end, the... The roof didn't fall on him. They managed to, to battle well and still limited United across the 90 minutes. And to go away from home to a top flight side as a lowland league team and to produce that kind of performance, no wonder he's smiling even though his team lost. Yeah, um, the heart- heartwarming yeah. stuff, you'd say. And it was yeah. a, a loser for the rest of us, I would say, because it's the worst kind of result in that fixture. Because <laughs> it's not like... It's not like 10 0, where you're like, oh, bloody hell, United put 10 goals past them. Oh, I know it was a low league side, but it's, that's quite weird and funny. And it wasn't it wasn't even like 1 0, where you're like, oh, God, United, Jesus, I made mean, really kind of hard work of that. And it wasn't also, you know, an upset. So we we were kind of, the, the rest of the public were, were screwed a little bit, but still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was some decent touch. I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember who uh, it was. One of the midfielders, maybe is it Jarvis or Stokes, possibly, um, for for the um, for Sterling. But they had like a really good run, and then he sort of, I mean, like the shot sort of trundled away to be. But but he looked, he sort of, you know, he looked like a sort of Premiership player for uh, uh for that brief we we run. So it'd be interesting to see if any of these guys, you know, what they do um with uh, with their sort of football careers after, presumably after they leave. Okay, I think that'll do it. Thank you very much, guys. Ewan, thank you very much. No problem. Tony, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, Craig. And thank you to everybody for listening. And as I've said a couple of times on this show already, if there is your team has been in action in the Scottish Cup this past weekend, and we have not mentioned them, unless you support Aberdeen or Darvel, then we will be getting to that on the Patreon. We've still got four games to get through, so that's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast, and that is going to be on the tier that is only £2 per month. Right, that's it. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your football. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.